what did Rumi say? I thought of this the other day. He said, we're, we're just guests in a guest house, you know, as in our bodies. We're just here. We're just guesting our way through life in these beautiful vessels. So I love, I love Rumi. Um, I think that's so beautiful. So then the other vessel would be the ceremonies themselves. It's, it's the space that is, you create it and it's the invisible space of what you hold in that space of ceremony together. So those are the three different vessels that we're referring to as spirit vessel. Hello, and welcome to Grief, Gratitude, and the Gray in Between podcast. This podcast is about exploring the grief that occurs at different times in our lives, in which we have had major changes and transitions that literally shake us to the core and make us experience grief. I created this podcast for people to feel a little less hopeless and alone in their own grief process as they hear the stories of others who have had similar journeys. I'm Kendra Rinaldi, your host. Now, let's dive right in to today's episode. I'm excited for y'all to be joining us today. Thank you for tuning in. Today I am chatting with Jessica Wirtz and with Amanda Wirtz McClellan, a couple of sisters um, who founded Spirit Vessels. And they will be sharing with us about what this is, what is a spirit vessel, what is their company. And we will be touch- touching upon different subjects, especially like rituals around ceremonies uh, surrounding the death of a loved one and so forth. So I'm excited to get to know you both and, uh, and yeah, and learn about you and your company. So thank you for joining. Thanks so much for having us. Yes. And so it's, this is a, a three way here to call that we're having. So if we interrupt each other, uh, <laughs> you all know why <laughs> it's three of us and three different states. So let's start with that. Let's start with the East Coast gal here. Amanda, tell us about yourself and where you are, and then we'll we'll go from there. Yeah. So thanks for having us today, Kendra. I'm really excited to be here with, with you and Jess. And I'm in Pennsylvania. I'm half of the sister team that makes up Spirit Vessel. And I'm a co-founder of Spirit Vessel, um, really Jessie's vision and um, her her vision that basically she shared with me and who wouldn't want to work with their sister, right? And so I bring a background from like business and marketing perspective, which is wonderful. Um, as Jess will share, she brings a ceramic art- artist background. And so it's just been really exciting to build this together with her. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Okay, Jess, now from the West Coast here now. No, not West Coast. You're not. You're mountain time. You're, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I've lived in every time zone, though, so it gets confusing to myself as well. So I'm in the southwest of New Mexico, um, and here is where we've moved the studio, Spirit Vessel. So it's a small town called Hillsboro. And we have the faculty facility here, sorry, um, for a spirit vessel. So that's where all of the handmade urns are made um, and where we basically base everything out of. While Amanda's on the East Coast working, I'm over here. So, um, yeah, we actually moved from Portland, Oregon to New Mexico about a year ago um, for spirit vessel. So this is this is us. That's here. wonderful. Yeah. 
Now, what made you move then? Was it easier access to materials in New Mexico or was it just the culture? What, what made you move to New Mexico for your business? I had lived here long ago when I was 18, 19, 20, and always knew that I wanted to come back here. There's um, something to the spirit of the land for me that feels really important about being here and creating here and just like a wildness and an aliveness here that really wants to be channeled through my art. So that's a really important aspect. Um, and on the logistical side of it, I was living right outside of Portland, Oregon, um, in a beautiful, beautiful woods and studio. And it's really where I kind of developed the idea with Amanda of Spirit Vessel. Um, however, I did not own that property. I was renting. And so really just to give solid roots to Spirit Vessel, uh, we needed to purchase a property. And so that's when you moved. I've, I've chatted with people that have moved to different places before. I myself have moved, uh, I, I would say, quite a bit. I'm not originally even from this country. And I... I have noticed that there is a difference in energy every time you kind of move somewhere and just, uh, you know, like, I don't know, there's like this something that happens within you. And like you mentioned as a creative, that this spur of energy and connected more to wherever it is, I, I, I can, I could imagine like how it just flowed <laughs> when you moved there. Totally. I think that's so true. There's definitely, um, I experienced that as well, like a psyche to a place. And you kind of understand why certain people group in areas or locations because you understand like there is a like-minded mentality to these places as much as there is a physical energy to that. Um, yes. Yeah. And I think that's very real. You can it's, it, you can travel to any city and start to feel that, right? Just as a, like a Correct. more um, yeah, congested kind of feel. So yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. So let's go back to then when you were in Oregon, when you were in the studio, the ceramic studio, and how the inspiration of starting Spirit Vessel, and I say, I, I pluralized it, but it's Vessel, right? It's only not Vessel's Vessel. Spirit Vessel came about. So uh, take us into that, and then I'll ask also just uh, Amanda afterwards how it came in. So go ahead, Jess. Yeah, sure. Um, there's so I always feel like there's so many different talking points to this where I could really start with Spirit Vessel because... Um, you know, as we were kind of talking before the call started here, it's not necessarily a very specific grief story that brings this into life for me. It's it's so many things kind of combined. And it, it was the fact that I was um, in an experience of grief going through a breakup, but that just allowed this like spaciousness into my life to be again, like, what do I want? Who am I? What do I want to create in the world? Um, so just asking like the larger creative questions as an artist, right? And then there's always been this aspect of, I want to create something that serves. I want to create something that's larger than me, that feels like a legacy, um, because I can. You know, there's, all, there's this feeling that starts to come up in you, and it's like, okay, if I have the space and time to do something, why don't I make it bigger than me? And, and there's always been this feeling of like, um, after a while in my art, I just came to this place of like, can I can I just sit back and can I just surrender to this certain aspect of myself and see what comes through as a, as more of a channeling artist, I would say. So spirit vessel, um, my love of ceremony, my love of ritual, my love of ceramic objects that live in the home um, you use daily. They're very intimate that way has always been extremely important to me. That's really one of like the baseline reasons I love working with clay. Uh, it's just that very rooted grounded feeling. Right. 
Um, and so that has always been my, my line of art where my heart goes. Um, and, and I made urns, ceramic urns for several clients over the years. So I've been in ceramics for about 12 years, um, and do this professionally. I own my, my business is ceramic. Um, and so the, through these experiences of making the urns for different clients, it's just been like a very, a very dropped in experience, right? Because you're talking with people about an object that is like, it far surpasses the object. It's the meaning of the object. Um, and that as somebody who adores just living in, I think of it as kind of like a deeper space, deeper time realm, um, getting to share this like really emotional space with people over loss is so beautiful. And how do you make that meaningful for people? So um, out of these experiences, really, it's this kind of culmination of, you know, how do you create ceremony then where people get to experience one another uh, through interaction and through really being together in that space, um, through opening up these conversations around death and loss and all of the emotion that comes up around that? Um, how do we normalize that? How do we bring that back? into this culture specifically where it's really void. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And how do we help people just have these conversations and how do we make it beautiful? Like how can we create architecturally beautiful spaces? So out of these thoughts and ideas, it just really started to seed. And um, you know, there's always a million good ideas that will pass through our brains in a year, but some of them, you just, they stick, you know, and you're like that, that I felt in the deepest part of my bones. So um with that, you know, and, and other experiences around it of talking to friends and about loss and realizing like, this isn't just an idea. This is a very deep need in our culture. Um, and I just took the, took the agency to start creating it. And I told Amanda about it. And uh, when I went home to Pennsylvania and Amanda, <laughs> well, this is where Amanda can tell her own story. <laughs> okay. So this is around the year before I switch it over to Amanda. This is around 2018 is when you founded it. Is that correct? Yes, I founded so the company. Company. Go ahead, Jess. Yeah, I'm horrible at years. I'm not gonna lie. All of my years get combined in my head. Two thousand. Let's, let's go to the business lady then. She might know that. She might know the the marketing lady might know the numbers. The creative one will know the what. I'm I'm that. I'm you, Jess. I'm the what. <laughs> Amanda Amanda has the linear timelines for us. <laughs> so funny. So wasn't it all of 2019 when you were home visiting? So you, of course, had the idea for long before you asked me about it um, or brought brought it to me. So way back, you know, 2018, for sure, you were you were thinking about this and working through these ideas. And then in 2019, I believe uh, she came home in the fall and was telling me what she wanted to do. And it caught me at a time in my life where I've always been in different sales and marketing roles for the last decade. Um, I'm super passionate about it. I do love numbers. I love creating websites. I love social media. Like I love so many of these intricacies that, you know, quite honestly, Jess would rather be in the studio doing something awesome, you know? And I'm like, I love that stuff. So when she came and we were chatting about it, that visit home, I have always been wanting to do so I have a daughter who has a genetic breathing syndrome. And so when she was born, it threw us really all for a loop. And I had my own business at the time. And then since she was born, like I said, I've been in corporate sales and just a whole bunch of different roles. But 
the thing that I always stuck out to me is that, like Jess said, I always wanted to do something that was more meaningful, like something that left a legacy, not just trading time for money. Like I, I really wanted to like do meaningful work. Um, and so when she said about this and I was ready for a change with what I was doing, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to support my sister and do this together and bring this vision to life. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where it that's stems from. I just something just came up with both of you talking. So of how this aspect of creating something that was going to leave a legacy and that aspect of meaning, you both mentioned it. And for both of you, there was something that happened that had the, the, the element of grief and change, like for, you know, for you, Jess, with your breakup, that aspect, right? There was a little bit of that in the creating spirit vessel. And for you, Amanda, the aspect of grieving also the ask, you know, the fact that you may not have a healthy, healthy per se, quote unquote, child mm -hmm. and wanting that more connection, being home, right? Kind of shifting, where the energy is and your, um, I don't know, just your overall look in life and what's really important, right? Like it just shifts everything. For sure. It will ground you very quickly. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so that, so the timing and how then you kind of just knew that you wanted to go alongside with your sister, just so, so beautiful. So mm -hmm. then tell us how, do you guys want to start with what it is, what is a ceremony with spirit vessel look like, what comes with it, and then um, and then we'll go into just a little bit more, more more stories. But just so that people, as they're listening to this, they kind of know. I'm like, as I've seen your website, you know, on Instagram and stuff, so I know what what it looks like. But share with them what it is and who wants to speak. Sure, I'll I'll go ahead and start, and then I'll let okay. Amanda yes. jump go in ahead. with all the different elements that are in the ceremonial package. So, and I've been and I've been calling you Jess, but it's Je it's Jessica. I've been saying Jess because your sister referred to you as Jess. Do I say Jess or Jessica? Identity <laughs> in my family where everyone calls me something different. It's Jess, Jessie, or Jessica. So I respond equally to all, and it's fine. Okay, okay. go ahead, Jess. <laughs> So Spirit Vessel was created uh, with the intention to really make it not just the urn, the object, but to, to really create an experience. Um, and that is the offering so that, so that we have this single package that we're selling currently and there are options within it as far as which handmade ceramic urn you can choose. Um, but really, it's all about the experience of having people, families, individuals gather and being in this container, this vessel of ceremony that allows you to celebrate and honor your loved one, that allows you to experience grief, not in a, not in a somber, closed off way, but like, how can we just talk, right? So how can we work with this emotion to literally move it through our body? Um, and so... So Spirit Vessel is the package, um, and we have so many different offerings within it, so I'll let Amanda talk about it, but the major part of it is a guidebook um, that we wrote, and the guidebook really walks you through step-by-step step how to set up a ceremony, and it's very specific. So like I've done grief ceremonies before, held grief ceremonies, um, held ceremonies, held retreats. So it's my background in this could really help me lay out all of the different elements necessary and needed for a very comprehensive experience. Um, so really it's like, how do you enter a space of ceremony? Um, 
what do you, you know, what does that look like? And so maybe there are meditations and prayers and um, how do you just kind of enter a different space and time that way? And the booklet then includes um, so many different ideas to like enact. So there's the passages and the prompts. So there's short readings and then there's a prompt. So the prompts are all about helping you um, interact with one another. And these, these are like different talking points you can have um, and all sorts of different pieces to it. Um, it's very logistical as in like who, when, where, how, um, you know, closing a ceremony or ceremonies can be done physically in person. They can be done remotely. They're really made to be, um, I think of it as giving people their power back in this space and time. You know, it's, uh, it's so much about just giving people the guideline and saying like, this is an invitation for you to step into this space and create what you want out of what we've created. And I think so many people just need that little bit of reassurance of like, this is being done. This can be done. I can do it on my own. I can make it um, something that either honors, you know, myself, if I'm pre-planning my own ceremony or is honoring the one who has passed um, in the way that the family knows that that person wants to be honored. So it's not, it's not cookie cutter. It's like, do, you know, come, come back to this in the way that, and you can trust yourself to do this and create what you want, create what's going to be meaningful to you and what you'll take with you. Um, and don't leave that to somebody who, you know, can't barely tell you what your loved one's, you know, last name was, or and it, there's just so many details overlooked and it's, um, yeah, it's it's it, we really want to address the fact that it's very personalized within the ceremonies. Um, and so what we include in it is several pieces. So it's really a package like we wanted to make this as full of an offering as we could come up with. So Amanda and I have done two years of research. Amanda, check my timeline. That might have been three years off. Um, <laughs> Uh, we've done so much research just in like offering, um, you know, how do you write an advanced will? Um, um, and, and, you know, how do you get your basically an attorney, a uh, voice of attorney? Sorry, my words are <laughs> coming out funny. Um, really, like, how do you do all of these background researches? We, we do that for you. So it's lists, checklists of offerings of things that you can really attend to yourself. Um, so that you don't have to do random Google searches in the middle of, you know, a very stressed out hard time in your family. Right. So that's the other part of it that we really address. Um, so true. So Amanda, what does the package then have? What, what is included? So the, there's the, the list, uh, the guide, and then what else is in it? Yeah. So like Jess said, um, you can use the package, whether you're pre-planning, if you want to hold a living memorial ceremony, which is such a beautiful idea to honor someone, you know, before they pass, maybe they have a terminal illness or they're just getting of an age where you want to celebrate them um, or have a memorial service for someone who has already passed. So it's great for whatever situation you find yourself in. And then like Jess said, of course, the guide really is the, the center of our package. It walks you through exactly how to create your ceremony. So, you know, of course you get to pick a ceramic urn that Jess has made, whichever, um, whichever style appeals to you most. And then we do a consultation with everyone who selects a package and purchases a package from us. Just a, you know, 30 minute consultation, to help answer any questions, 
help them figure out how they can best utilize the package and um, and really just encourage them to take that power back, like Jess was mentioning. So you have a consultation, the urn, the guidebook, um, and then a template, like a full ceremony template where you can go through the guide and write down all of your preferences on your template and basically design your ceremony. Um, and then we have a ceremony checklist booklet and essentials of the basics, the who, what, when, where, and why. Um, and then there's an additional handmade incense bowl that Jess makes. It's absolutely gorgeous that you can use within your ceremony or maybe on a home altar or somewhere to put incense or little notes or anything you want in there, little memorabilia. Um, and then it also comes with incense cones, some votive candles, different things you need to set the space for the ceremony. Um, this beautiful gold thread for one of the prompts in the guidebook. And then um, and it comes in a beautiful solid wood box that Jess actually locally, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Locally sources um, from near her home in New Mexico. So yeah, it's a really oh. beautiful package. <laughs> yeah, it sounds so much love and thought has gone into this. Like you can, you can hear it, you can, you know, and you can see it when you check their, um, their website and their Instagram account of just, you could see that. And it, it makes it be then even more beautiful for somebody going, you know, doing this. So we were talking, Amanda and, and I on Instagram, where we were kind of connecting this. I'm like, okay, how else can somebody use the urn if they don't do cremation? How else can it be done? And as you were saying, even using it, doing the ceremony years after somebody's passed, some people and in this con in, in having this podcast, I've had conversations with people that really even their grief journey hasn't started sometimes till years later, just mm -hmm. because of where they were in their life when their loved one passed away, that they kind of just repressed even just going through any type of emotion or even acknowledging what mm -hmm. had happened. So how could they then use, let's say, the urn in that ceremony? Could it be like, I was thinking like even notes inside, like little trick, you know, like writing love notes to the loved one and putting them inside. I don't know. That was kind of coming in my mind as you were talking about it. What other ways? So for example, for me that I, I would not wish to be cremated. If I were to purchase one of these and already have already in place as a death plan per se, and because why not do it while we're healthy, right? We talk about death while we're healthy because we're all going to die, right? So... <laughs> So if we, if we talk about it and we talk about our wishes to loved ones, you know, then we can kind of include these things. So, sorry, I said too many things. So let's talk first. How would we use then the urn if we don't want to use it for the ashes, if, if, if it's a cremation? Yeah, I, you actually really nailed that. Um, <laughs> this is something that Amanda and I really wanted the urns to have a multi-use for because they're not just for ashes. They're really sacred objects that, of course, whatever you know meaning you imbue with that object, however you want to use it, that's the beauty of any object, right? So um, exactly what you were saying, we see it also being incorporated in the ceremonies itself. And there are several prompts in which you can use a vessel just like this, you know. Um, and it can also sit on your altar or a space in your home to really be the memorialized um, emblem of either the ceremony or your loved one. So you can put little mementos in there, um, you know, notes, maybe they're pieces from the ceremony that the whole group did together and you want to keep that, um, their writings about your loved one, perhaps. Um, so it, absolutely, like the piece itself is really just, it's, it's a marker of what is happening. A symbol, and what is a symbol yeah. 
I, I was thinking well, even now. Oh, sorry, Amanda, go ahead. I was going to say, um, that's one of the things I love about Jess's urns so much is that they're in this beautiful, like natural earth tones and they don't stick out as being an urn. You can really put them anywhere in your home and it just has that special, super special meaning to you. And it's not screaming to every person that comes through your home, you know, what it is. It, it I think it really deepens the meaning of it. You know, it's, it's such a, such a natural, beautiful element, if you will. Mm, thank you for sharing that. I was thinking too, in this year where a lot of people have not even been able to be present in their loved ones, um, funerals um, based on, you know, this last couple of years, you know, with everything with COVID, uh, how travel has been an issue, right? So somebody might have not been able to travel to be there for uh, the, let's say, funeral of a loved one. This would be a beautiful way of somebody to honor that loved one in their home, you know, if they weren't able to travel and include the ceremony. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what is the importance of, of what you both have seen and the research that you've done of having ceremonies, um, you know, around the aspect of grief and how that helps a person. Absolutely. We need markers in time that tell us how important uh, milestones are in our lives, whether that's um, a birth, uh, whether that's a child, a, a, an achievement, a marriage. It, they are the hallmarks of our life that give our lives meaning, um, literally. And we need time that is designated that honors these markers in our lives. Um, and so absolutely ceremony around death. How do we honor our life? We honor our death and it's cyclical. Like it's, it's part of death is part of our life, right? It's not, it's not a finite ending. Um, I don't believe so. If you, if you're connected to a spirit world or anything greater than you, you understand that there's a cycle here. It's not, it's not a finite beginning and ending. And so how do you honor the love that you've created in this lifetime? How do you honor the relationships that you've created in this lifetime? How do you give other people the opportunity to do that for you? And so, so much of our ceremonies are really about, um, it's, it is for the person who's passed, of course it is, but it's so much for the healing of the group that lives on. And to know that they've grieved you the way that you would have wanted to be grieved is so, so important. So we're really trying to create these opportunities for people to get more intimate with this, right? More personal with this. Um, and of course, during the time, time, current time, COVID, um, when you can't gather physically to acknowledge the losses that we have in our life, we have to create that for ourselves. And so whether that is now in person again, or whether that is remotely um, via Zoom or webcasting services to look somebody in the eye and to have that connection, um, whether that's physical or just whether you're able to share memories and really tell stories and, and create, again, create this vessel of this container, we need the containers that hold us in these um, transitions in our life. So, yeah, and that's really one of the big reasons Spirit Vessel is called Spirit Vessel. You know, the Spirit Vessels are the urns, um, and the Spirit Vessels are our bodies that carry our spirits through this lifetime. Beautiful, right? 
<laughs> when you were saying that, I'm like, you're talking about container. I'm like, that's how, that's what our body is right now. It's literally just a container. When you, so I'm like, that's why I'm like, oh my gosh, I get chills with those things. Yes, we're just vessels. That's all we are. Yeah, oh. I love that. What did Rumi say? I thought of this the other day. He said, "We're we're just guests in a guest house, you know, as in our bodies. We're just here. We're just guesting our way through life in these beautiful vessels." So. I love, I love Rumi. Um, I think that's so beautiful. So then the other vessel would be the ceremonies themselves. It's, it's the space that is, you create it and it's the invisible space of what you um, hold in that space of ceremony together. So those are the three different vessels that we're referring to a spirit vessel. Beautiful. Thank you. Now, Amanda, how is it for you in the, since you do mainly the marketing component of this what have you noticed and in those interactions that you've created via Insta- it's instagram the one the one way that most people find you yeah and we're um so my what i do is really figure out ways we can get to our ideal clients better and one of the challenges of that is that literally so many different groups of people can be our ideal client because like you said we're all going to die one day and so wherever we're at in our in our lifetime in our in like our journey. Um, there's just so many people that could benefit from this. So that's one thing that I try to always keep in mind. Um, we do a lot of Instagram just to help get the word out there. And one group that we've been working with a lot is end of life doulas. And we started an affiliate program, which we're pretty excited about. Um, because we're trying to find the groups of people that are having these conversations every day, you know, your funeral directors, your end of life doulas, um, folks that are in this work, that know the people that need the, that can benefit from this package and can refer it to, to them, you know? So we've started an affiliate program. We actually have a handful of affiliates on board that we're really excited about. And if you go to our website, um, spiritvessel.com, you can just go down in the footer and it says, um, meet our partners right there and you can click on it and check it out. So That's I've been doing a lot of time with that project and it's, it's been really fun and rewarding. So and then for anybody listening to this that may may be someone that serves a large community of people that may need these services, you may just want to go ahead and click there and you know, you never know, you may want to become an affiliate yourselves as well. Uh, it may be the right fit for you too. Um, the aspect of the life doula, end of life doula, my sister is a birth doula. And mm-hmm. when I started doing, you know, the grief work, uh, is when I learned about there being a grief doula and I'm like, Oh my goodness, it makes so much sense, right? That there's somebody that helps you just like when we're being born, there's somebody that helps guide the parent in this. Why not there be someone that, you know, helps in this departing from this world, physical world. Um, so, um, so it's so, so beautiful. Now, what has been one of the best things about working together uh, as sisters, uh, in this journey, um, and who would want to share first? I will, um, for Amanda and I, one part we actually did leave out in the beginning is that, um, we had talked for years about being business partners, but we didn't know in what capacity or what that would look like. We just knew that we love each other intensely and want to communicate more frequently. And also we have these skill sets that are both so separately diverse, but we really collaborated well together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was always just this like thought of like, Hey, if we ever, if something ever happened, wouldn't that be fun? Um, we never really pursued it that hard, but it was always in the back of our mind until spear vessel. 
Um, and so now, I mean, Amanda and I are on the phone how many times a week, <laughs> just <laughs> communicating so much. And it's also um, something I was saying to our younger sister, Mara, um, who's also, she's phenomenal. And um, she works for Habitat for Humanity down in Florida. And she's just such a business businesswoman. And uh, I was saying to her, like, you know, one of the real highlights of being able to work with Amanda is that we've just like deepened a communication um, around this area in our life. And it's so nice just to be able to have that as a sister and as a business partner, somebody that you can really like drop in with like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been, Are you Amanda? It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's been absolutely nothing short of awesome. And it's really funny because Jess and I are so um, independent and we've worked in our own independent ways for years. And so the last year plus of working intensely on Spirit Vessel has been a great learning journey for our personal work styles and, and productivity styles. And But it's so fun and I wouldn't have it any other way. And it's like when you're having a bad day, oh, you get to talk. Good. I've got a call scheduled with my sister at 10 anyway. <laughs> you know? We can talk about anything and everything that needs to be covered. So um, it's been a real blessing. And I'm really glad that we've been able to, like Jess said, we had talked about it for years and it's just, it's awesome to see how it's come to fruition. That's wonderful. Now in your family dynamics, how has this, how has it been with you guys now having a company that is around the subject of death? How has it opened then the conversations within your family members to talk about their own wishes and how, how has that shifted to make it be a table talk, a table talk conversation at the dinner table? (laughs) Yeah, well, it definitely has, but in the way that we all live across the country from one another and don't actually sit at a table together these days, it's (laughs) zoom talk, zoom talk, FaceTime talk conversations. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I would say the overwhelming response within our family is like, wow, this is amazing that you two are offering this and that you're doing it together. And um, I would say that the family at, as large sees also sees the necessity for it as, you know, so many community members do when you just start talking about it, it just wakes something up and everybody is it's like, okay, if you're willing to take that on, we need that, you know, but like, who not many people want to go here, um, which is a shame because it's, I think that really, you know, cuts you off from a part of your life by obviously not being able to talk about death at a level of fear. So um, I think Amanda's stories here would be different because she's a little bit closer to my parents um, at home. But um, I know for myself, I'm, I'm currently in a program to be a death doula um, through the Conscious Dying Institute out of Boulder, which is a phenomenal program. And um, it is helping me just get really that much more specific about the things I do want to talk about um, with my family, with my parents. And I know my mom is, she's so open to talking about her, her death. She's like, I want to be cremated and I want to be in one of your urns, Jesse. And she's just, she tells me all the time, I'm like, okay, mom, we'll make this happen. So yeah, it's actually more, it's something that just continues to be a conversation, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So our family is all very entrepreneurial. So when Jess and I are like, we're starting a company, like nobody really bats an eye. (laughs) It's like, oh, okay. You know, Um, our parents were entrepreneurs and um, had a landscaping business growing up, which I think really shaped. There's four girls. We have each have three sisters. There's four of us. Um, And I think it really shaped a lot of us into our adulthood and just the way we want to live and the way we want to work. 
Um, and even those of us who have jobs still have that like entrepreneurial mindset, I would say. Um, so it is funny. My parents are totally supportive and my mom keeps saying, well, how can I share this? Well, so should we have a family meeting and have Jess talk to everybody about this? <laughs> She's like dying for the right. Oh, pun. Literally. <laughs> You're like dying. <laughs> she cannot wait to have yes, all there we go words of how to share this with everybody she knows. So she's very proud and very excited. <laughs> that is awesome. Now, has this also then shifted what you both then feel about how you both feel about your own mortality? And you talk about even the aspect of preparing a will and so forth. So how has this played a part in your own preparations? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's actually something that um, the research around it has brought me more awareness, you know, so it started as an idea of ceremony, but then really understanding what that means to prepare for death um, has been a complete education for myself. Um, I'm, I can honestly say I sit even now with a very little fear around death. Um, I, and this process has really brought that more into my awareness that I don't have this fear of death in that way. I fear things in this world more than I fear my own death. And I fear, um, I fear losing the people I love. Like it's more, it's more for me, it's more about like making sure my relationships are always like in good standing and I'm always presently available and, and with my people and, um, just sharing that from the heart. So for me, I would say, uh, I'm currently like going through this and thinking like, what, so in, in the program of being a death doula, there's part of it called best three months. And it is literally imagining that you have three months to live. Um, and what does that look like in the different domains of your life, spiritual, emotional, mental, physical, practical. And so it really like, it's not just this nebulous thought, like, what do I want my death to look like? You have to drop in and almost plan it for yourself at this point. Um, and it, it certainly brings to the forward, like who would be uh, with you, who, um, what, what would be occurring in your life at that time and who would be your voice of attorney? Um, what really matters to you during these stages, you know, so then getting clear about that and writing that down so that that is actually documented for yourself, um, is a process that I'm, I'm, it's really getting me more focused on currently. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if, I think I can share just that once she goes through this practice, she's to do it with some other folks. And she asked me if I would. So we're going to do that together then when she, after she goes through that practice, which I'm looking forward to. Um, but I would agree that it's just been a total education for me as we've gotten into this work and, and under, you know, understanding it more and more every day that pre-planning always seemed to me like, I don't know. I'd, I, that, um, I didn't know that many people did it and I still don't think enough people pre-plan, but now I just see it as such a gift um, to your family. We've had uh, our grandmother passed away last summer and our grandfather is 97, 97. Wow. Um, so he's absolutely wonderful. And just, it was really impactful when my grandmother passed to be 90. I think she was 90, I think she was 94 when she passed and to just really not have any plans around it because she was so fearful about death. Um, that was a huge eye opener for me. And so now it's just more important than ever. I can see how, you know, pre-planning is just such a gift. It's like, it's almost rude if you don't pre-plan. It's almost selfish if you don't pre-plan. Mm -hmm. um, 
because it's when your family's going through your loss. I mean, the worst thing is to try to make these these decisions that could have been made long ago. So mm-hmm. that's one of my huge takeaways from this. I'm going to, I'm going to link that pre-planning to kind of having a birth plan, right? So when you have a, when, when somebody's going to give birth, they have them have a birth plan. Now, is it going to go to a T like what you planned? No, you might end up having a C-section when you wanted to have a natural, no epidural birth, right? But, um, but at least you had some sense of what it is you wanted around this particular meaningful occasion in your life. And the same then when we pre-plan for our passing, of course, circumstances, you were talking about, Jess, you have no clue, like, who's going to be, like, who's going to, who are you going to be with by then? Who's going to be the person, you know, if if somebody's gotten married or not, or if things have shifted by that time, you know, then, then there's, a, you know, it's different. But at least you have this overall umbrella and plan around it. So I think that is just... Um, beautiful. And for the family to know that those would be your wishes. And if they, you know, can honor that, that I think is wonderful. So I think what you both are doing is amazing. And, um, and as I said, like when you were describing your, your whole ceremony, there's just so much love that you could see for that. So thank you. Now, is there something else you wanted to share around this topic and about the importance of ceremony, uh, or just what it's what it's done for you guys before we close off. Yeah, I, I think I just add, um, you know, so much of this uh, is really about self healing, right? So it's it's being in the space to allow yourself to feel to then heal it, and it doesn't have to be so conscious. It just has to happen. Um, because our bodies are so intelligent that if we just allow ourselves to feel what's coming up instead of repressing that, then there's a, there's a healing that takes place on a cellular level. And, and it's not something that we really even, you know, need to, um, I don't know. So for me, the ceremonies are so much about just allowing that space to occur for families and allowing these conversations to surface, um, and being brave enough to do it because it is courageous. It, and I really want to like acknowledge that it's not something that's easy. We're not saying it is, but the offering we've created is trying to bring in like as much invitation in, in such a uh, gentle, heartfelt way. Um, so the, the ceremonies are not religious um, specifically. You can add to them whatever you'd like to. Um, they are for everybody, you know, the way that they're written. This is like, this is one human family style. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so the idea is just like, come in, feel, heal and honor life. And so, um, yeah. And then, and then we were talking a little bit about, you know, ceremony in times of COVID. And, and so I also really think that um, an idea for, for these ceremonies would be really beautiful not just from people who are pre-planning or who have, or having a living memorial or who have currently recently passed, they can be done for family members who maybe, you know, your, your partner has passed 10 years ago and you just want this like memorial again and to gather your family around that. And like, what a gorgeous gift that is just to be remembered and to be talked about and to have that be open in your family. So there's so many ways to do this, right? It's really about like, what do you want? Um, we're here to support you as much as we can in it. 
And and the gift that you're giving to the loved one by doing that, and like you said, even just 10 years down the line, when when we do honor and remember our loved ones when they've passed, at least in my in my beliefs, is also just a way of making sure in my in my beliefs that their souls just kind of get that other little extra push and continue their growth, that their legacy has not been forgotten. You know, their legacy continues. And so by having these ceremonies is not, like you said, something sad. It's a celebration of life. It's a celebration of what they were in your life and what they continue to be and how this connection can continue beyond the fact that they're not physically here. Um, so the, and like you said, the, the gathering everybody together to honor that it's like kind of gathering for a Thanksgiving feast, right? It's like a, a way of having that family unit and, and to do that in honor of somebody's memory. That's just beautiful. So thank you, Amanda, anything else you'd want to share before we close up? No, I just, um, I mean, just really the closing remarks there were exactly what we're doing here. It's just giving people their power back to have a ceremony that serves them at whatever point in their life. Um, you know, that, it, that it's helpful and it's such an incredible experience. So. Wonderful. So now since you're the, uh, the internet and the Instagram lady and person here, contact, <laughs> tell people how they can get a hold of you. And of course, I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we would love to connect with you on Instagram. If you're there, our handle is at my my dot spirit vessel. And then we can be reached by email at support at spirit vessel.com. And of course, come check out our website, which is spirit vessel.com. And down in the footer, we've got lots of different, um, pages, the affiliate program, our partners, all that that you can check out. Oh, that's wonderful. It's been such an honor chatting with you both and feeling your energy. And I love that I get to see you, even though the audience doesn't, they just get to hear you. But um, I just I just feel that beautiful energy. So thank you so much to both of you for being here, for sharing and for leaving something very memorable uh, on this on this on this earth here as you both wanted to do so thank you thank you Kendra yeah this was wonderful thank you thank you again so much for choosing to listen today I hope that you can take away a few nuggets from today's episode that can bring you comfort in your times of grief If so, it would mean so much to me if you would rate and comment on this episode. And if you feel inspired in some way to share it with someone who may need to hear this, please do so. Also, if you or someone you know has a story of grief and gratitude that should be shared so that others can be inspired as well, please reach out to me. And thanks once again for tuning in to Grief, Gratitude, and the Gray in Between podcast. Have a beautiful day.